Hi everyone, good evening. I hope your revision's going well and you're looking forward to paper two tomorrow um, on Wednesday. Uh, don't forget to turn up for the period three, period four revision session. Uh, we've got lots of things that we're going to go through, some nice, fairly straightforward worksheets, nothing too taxing, too uh, written based, but lots of just quick refresher activities to get you ready for the exam. Um, tonight, the podcast is going to be all about how industry manufacturing damages both the environment, but also how modern manufacturing has changed its ways uh, to be a bit more sustainable. So let's get going. Okay, so how can industry, how can manufacturing impact the environment? Um, in lots of ways. Uh, waste and rubbish are produced. Um, uh, you know, a lot of factories will discharge a waste effluent, that's liquid waste water, into streams. Um, and in places like India, that can actually include things like lead and mercury and other poisonous and, and chemical, uh, toxic chemicals, and massively have an impact on uh, river environments. Uh, famously, London's uh, River Thames was known as Mother Death um, during the Industrial Revolution because... Um, it was so toxic and noxious that they thought nothing could live in it. Um, secondly, the demand for energy from industry is huge. And a lot of that is generated by fossil fuels. And that ultimately makes a nice clean link to CO2 emissions and climate change. So you can talk about that. Um, industry has a huge uh, insatiable appetite and demand for raw materials. Um, coal and lime and you know, steel and all the rest of it. And that ultimately has to come from the land, from the landscape, and that in turn can ruin the landscape. It's what gave uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, the famous writer who wrote Lord of the Rings, that's what gave him the inspiration for Mordor, where Sauron uh, lives in his books. It was the industrial landscape that he grew up witnessing in an industrialising Britain that he hated so much. Uh, the final thing you can say is that, you know, in the long life cycle of industry and manufacturing, it's not just their operating days that factories cause problems environmentally, but also when they are abandoned and, and left derelict. Uh, these places can can become quite dangerous, can contaminate the soil as well. And if those areas, those brownfield sites are redeveloped, that can be quite expensive to fix. So what you guys need to know is an example, not a whole case study, but an example of one modern industrial development um, in Britain today that is more sustainable. Now this is where different teachers may have taught different things. Some of you may uh, may have continued to learn about Tor Corrie, um, but for those of you who had me as a teacher, we looked at the uh, Nestle factory in Forden, in the northeast of the UK. So that's what we're going to look at. Um, but firstly, we need to tackle this idea of what sustainability is. And I think it's really important to make it clear that sustainable modern industrial developments aren't just sustainable because they don't have such an impact on the environment as manufacturing and factories once did, but also that they're economically sustainable they allow the economy to continue to prosper and they're socially sustainable and that they continue to provide benefits for people as well so sustainability is a concept whilst it's often dominated by environmental considerations environmental ideas um, and being good for the environment you've also wherever possible to think about 
the sort of longevity, the, the, the positives for the economy in the future and for society. Okay, so let's talk in a little bit more detail now about the Nestle factory in Forden and how that is a great example of a modern industrial development that is maybe a little bit more sustainable. Okay, so the first strategy that Nestle, the major chocolate confectionery manufacturer, um, introduced at Forden was an anaerobic digester. You might be thinking, what on earth is one of those? Well, when you make sweets, there is a lot of waste from that. Um, that waste is basically known as the chocolate soup. Now, my six-year-old daughter, Sophie, would uh, literally lick her lips at the sound of the chocolate soup, but it is effectively waste products that can't really be used for very much, certainly in terms of producing anything that consumers would want to eat. But... Nevertheless, there are bacteria that would happily feast on that chocolate soup. And what they do is they put the soup and the bacteria to a giant tank or a digester. And they basically seal it from the air. So it's anaerobic. There is no, there's no oxygen. And what happens is the bacteria convert that soup into gas, liquids and solids. Um, the liquid is fairly clean and can be discharged into sewers and then it's treated before the water goes back into water sources. Uh, the solids are used as a compost and that can be sold to farms and used agriculturally to help grow crops. So that's recycled. But the key is the gas. The gas can be siphoned off and burnt to generate um, heat, which causes a turbine to be spun by steam, generates electricity and also provides um, heated water for the building. And at the Nestle factory in Forden, they have been able to meet 6% of their electricity needs from the gas, literally just from processing their waste products in a really careful way, they're able to generate 6% of all the electricity they need. That's pretty amazing. And they did all of that for a cost of just 3.8 million pounds. Um, so all in all, a great strategy for a more sustainable um, way of manufacturing. Okay, strategy two um, at the Forden plant and the Nestle Forden plant is really, really simple. Cover as much of the building as you possibly can in solar panels. Um, actually, they have installed probably the biggest installation in the northeast of England, um, and there was a you know, huge fanfare of it. Um, they've got, I think, in total just under. 2,000 individual solar panels um, and that basically generates about 1.5% of the total energy used at the site, 1.5%. That's pretty small but it really just indicates to you just how much energy factories use up, okay? Um, and it's the equivalent of about 125 households use of electricity a year, um, so quite quite significant. Um, this has reduced the amount of carbon dioxide that the factory produces by about 250,000 kilograms a year. Um, and that's obviously more sustainable for the environment, helping to reduce the um, climate change impacts. So a really simple and fairly straightforward and obvious approach to being more sustainable. Uh, generate your electricity through renew renewable power.
The final strategy that they, Nestle used at their Fordham factory was to try and promote greener transport with their employees. So they encouraged employees to use electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles wherever possible for work and personal use. And they did this through a number of ways. They um, agreed a special um, sort of agreement uh, with Nissan, um, who also local to the area, they have a huge um, plant up at Sunderland. And they agreed with Nissan to get discounts for their employees. So employees could buy the Nissan Leaf, which is a fully electric car, uh, for reduced rates. And that's going to encourage their employees to do that and ditch their old diesel guzzlers. Uh, Secondly, they created lots of car parking spaces um, with recharging points on site. So people weren't worried about basically getting getting to work and not being able to get home because the charge in their car had dropped. Um, so through those two things to try to encourage electric vehicles they were obviously fairly aware that most people wouldn't be able to afford them and would choose not to buy them so they've also encouraged employees wherever possible to walk, to cycle or to use public transport of work and they've kind of promoted that with their employees there so just one other way that they could be sustainable and that's not just sustainable in terms of better for the environment it's also sustainable in terms of better for the people um, you know the longer term running costs of electric vehicles are much lower than diesel um, and also if you're encouraging people to walk to cycle to use public transport you're going to be improving their their physical fitness but also their mental health as well um, so all much more sustainable than industry previously has been Okay, if you want some practice questions, I've got two for you here. The first one is, outline one impact industrial development has on the environment. That would be two marks, possibly three at a stretch. And that links into the very early part of this podcast. The second question, uh, which is either going to be a four or possibly a six mark question, would be, with reference to an example, explain how modern industrial developments are more sustainable. Um, So good luck with those exam questions and like I said, look forward to seeing uh, all of you tomorrow, um, period three and four, getting ready for paper two. Very exciting times, can't wait to see what's in the paper and hope you get a good paper that you can all do well on. Okay guys, take care and sleep well. Bye. He's still purring. I only like cats.